2: Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate Need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need, and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word support ifcj.org your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support support ifcj.org. god bless and thank you you ready to get uncomfortable it's going to get uncomfortable tonight we have some insanity in this country that needs to be called out carol markowitz john phillips much more coming up tonight on i'm right Welcome to I'm Right. It's time for This Week in Wokeism. Do you believe in God? I'm not, not preaching at you. Don't worry. Do you believe in God? I'll tell you something. I look around now at so much of what's happening in our society. Mainly, honestly, the evil that is so pervasive out there. And you know what I say to myself? I can see more people believing in God because of the evil that we see in this society now. There's so much evil out there now, and it has to be described as evil, that the only way of thinking you can come to is, man, there has to be good to attack that, right? I'll get to that in just a second. Just wanna recap something really quickly for you. You remember my sky is green theory? Let's, let, me, let me recap it. I know if you've been watching a long time, you're probably rolling your eyes. You've heard me say it a thousand times, but it is true. We live in a very corrupted, a very dishonest system. We no longer have separate cultural pillars because pillars hold up a society. They hold up your culture, education is one of them, religion, media, government, entertainment. These are these are. We have all these separate pillars. They're the foundations of a society one sick ideology controls all of them now so now it's just a big lying dishonest system and because they all work together they can make people believe things that are not real if they wanted you to believe well not you that they wouldn't work on you but if they wanted society to believe that the sky was green they could make a huge portion of the society believe that and you can say, that's crazy. Jesse, I'm looking up at the sky right now. It's very clearly not green. Nobody would believe that. Oh, yes, they would. How many people that a cloth mask on their face protected them from a microscopic virus? They would start running expert after expert after expert on the news programs you see. I'm Dr. Nerd, I went to Johns Hopkins. We have a new study out. The sky is actually green. It's your eyes deceiving you. It's your mind, just look at it again. Can't you see it's green? news story after news story after printed article after printed article over and over and over again Sky's green sky is green the president would sit down and give an address this is an exciting scientific discovery the, s- the sky is actually green psychologists across the united states of america would say you probably need psychiatric help unless you think the sky is green Hollywood would begin making movies and they'd color the sky green in it. Your favorite sports star would run to Instagram, I'm so excited, I got my new Nikes under the green sky. Over and over and over and over and over again, your child would have to acknowledge the greenness of the sky before he passed science class. Over and over and over and over and over over again, until a significant portion of this society would believe something their own eyes tell them is not true. That's what happens when you live in a corrupt system of lies. How do I know this? 22% of Democrats believe men can get pregnant. 36% is what the number goes up to if you just pull college-educated white women. So I I want to pause on this for a moment, right? College educated white women, that's the interesting part of this entire thing. You understand that the people who lead our society, most of them go to college. And I, hold on, hold, let me explain. We pick leaders of businesses, leaders of this field, leaders of that field, leaders in politics, and then go look at the educational background of virtually all of these leaders. They're all going to Harvard, Yale, Chicago, School of Business. There are most demented and deluded people because they went to college, and they're the ones who run our society, believing something that is absolutely false. There's, men cannot be pregnant. Human beings, they are what they are. When you were born, you were either a man or you were a woman. It doesn't matter what you inject in yourself or what you chop off yourself or what you add to yourself. Men cannot get pregnant. There are men and there are women. It is impossible to change your gender. And yet, a significant portion of this society actually believes men can get pregnant. But wait, it's so much worse. Not only does a big portion of this society believe that, the number is growing why because they're going after your children we are not dealing with normal things we're not even dealing with bad back to the god thing i was talking about we are dealing with evil We are dealing with spiritual demonic forces in this country. And if you don't believe me, there is a Miami doctor on TikTok. Remember, TikTok specifically targeting the younger generation, targeting your child who's there browsing TikTok at night. Ha ha ha, see this funny TikTok video? Here's a Miami demon going after your kids the most common way we masculinize the torso uh, is with liposuction and
1: it marries very well with top surgery so quite a few of our patients will combine it at the same time the really cool thing about this surgery is that once the cells are gone from there the shape will be changed permanently so even if you were to gain weight it would look maybe more a little bit more like a dad bud and won't go back to the same curves
3: Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling. You're only, you know, seven months on team. You're seven months,
1: and you got top surgery, bro. Where are you at? But where? Who did? What doctor?
2: Send me the number. I don't have a joke to make here. That's a demon. That's what that is. You believe in God? I do. Things like that make me believe in God. And back to our society. That human being not only mutilates children, children, brings them in, puts them under anesthesia, and removes the breasts of teenage girls. I know because she poses with them online. That human being not only does it, that human being records herself talking about it, takes pictures with the children she's mutilated, and feels completely comfortable posting those pictures online for everybody to see. Do you believe in God? I hope you do, because let me tell you something, the devil is real, and he is here, and we have got a lot of work to do to get this rotted filth out of society. As long as I'm on the subject, I'll tell you what, I used to think about this. I mean, you remember that story from the Bible. Everyone knows this story where the, the Sodom and Gomorrah get, get burned by God, right? He's had enough of it. Well, a lot of people don't know the beginning of that story or they don't remember it. But I do. I remember Lot was there. He was in one of these disgusting towns and he was there with his family and he had daughters, right? He had daughters and then angels, men, the, men, the angels were men. They came to visit him and the mob was so sexually degenerate and perverted They tried kicking down his door so they could rape the men, the angels. And Lot was so scared they would hurt the angels, he actually offered them his daughters instead. No, 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 please take my girls. And the angels said, we don't want the girls. We want to rape the men. And I remember reading this story when I I was a kid in the Bible, and I remember I could never wrap my mind around that level of evil. Like, it didn't seem real. I'm not saying I doubted it, but it didn't seem real. And now I see what our society is quickly becoming, and I say to myself, oh, oh, I get it now. Absolutely. No, I, I see how it happens. I do. And it's not just in New York City. It's not in California. It's coming soon to a red state near you. Idaho is one of the reddest states in the union. Boise, maybe you've heard of it, Boise, Idaho. Um, they're having a big event. The city of Boise is putting on a child drag event for kids as young as 11. Boise, Idaho, children 11 years old, young boys will dress up like trampy girls and dance on stage to cheering crowds. You believe in God yet? Yeah. And remember, this has corporate sponsorship. Corporate sponsorship. Citibank, Jack Daniels, Wells Fargo, Mike's Hard Lemonade, Marriott, Tito's Vodka, Target, T Mobile, many, many other sponsors. The Boise mayor, apparently some card-carrying communist nutjob, wants 11-year-old boys dancing in drag. Maybe you should give him or her, whoever this psycho is, a call. 208-972-8520. That's 208-972-8520. And I am also happy to admit, thanks to Christopher Russo's reporting, we might have helped a little bit, and others... Some of these corporate sponsors, like Zion's Bank, are already pulling out of this thing. We are in dark times. I can't tell you that they're going to get better anytime soon because this stuff only goes downhill. And as of right now, we still don't have a right who's willing to dig its heels in on these things. Let me ask you something. Your Republican state rep, state senator, your Republican congressman, is he speaking out against this? Or is he hiding? Is he focusing on inflation? Not that inflation isn't a big deal. But is he talking about the widespread child abuse? Don't bother calling the White House, by the way, to try to get that event canceled. Um, This is the monkeypox coordinator for the White House sure the confusion that exists the misperceptions
1: yeah so I think you know this this virus transmits through very close skin-to-skin physical contact often in the setting of sexual exposure but um, there are other mechanisms for its transmission including if you touch objects that individuals who've had monkeypox touch or if um, if you have prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets with that said signaling to people um, who are in the gay bisexual other men who have sex with men communities and also transgender people who have sex with men that it's really Important to have awareness that it's circulating in the community is really a critical part of the messaging while not generating, um, you know, inordinate concern and really focusing on the infection as linked to an identity. So it's just an infection it's not linked to an identity. It just happens to be in the social network.
2: Do yourself a favor and do not do an internet search for that human being. He just had that conversation from the White House. That's where we're at as a society from the white house he just had that conversation a monkeypox coordinator don't go mudding on the weekends how hard is that all, all that may have made you uncomfortable but i'm right man we have a show for you tonight i told you it was going to get uncomfortable did not well we have to we have to talk about this stuff now let's talk about you and your emergency food supply first What do you have? How much do you have? Be honest with yourself. You don't have to be honest with me. You don't owe me anything. I want you to think about your house, your pantry. If today, tomorrow, power goes out at the grocery store, supply chains break into war, who knows? If tomorrow you can't go down to the grocery store and get all the food you need, how long could you and your family eat on what is in your home right now? And be honest with yourself. Can you eat for three months? You have three months worth of food? Does it require power? If you don't, go to My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithjessekelly.com. They've partnered with us and they have a three month food kit. Every person who lives in your home needs a three month food kit. Preparewithjessekelly.com gets you one for $250 off. Preparewithjessekelly.com. We'll be back.
0: giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
2: Remember this. Remember that the right has lied to itself for a long time. I bet you, I bet you money, I'm guilty of this same lie. What is that lie? Oh, uh, no one cares what LeBron James thinks. No one cares what George Clooney thinks. Oh, uh, who cares what the Jennifer Lawrence thinks? No one cares. Entertainers, entertainment is a critical pillar for every culture. If you're a tiny tribe or a big nation, you will have some form of entertainment, and it will help form the culture. It will inform people what they should be and what they shouldn't be. You can hate it all you want. It matters a lot. I love David Eng. He's always covering this stuff. Breitbart News Entertainment and Technology Reporter. David, Joe Biden, of course, called half the country fasc- fascists and a danger to democracy, which we're not a democracy. But that was quickly followed up with people like Kathy Griffin threatening civil war. And this is what I worry about. It's the gigantic bird signal to everybody out there that we're evil scumbags and Hollywood is going to follow up with it.
1: So what Kathy Griffin is essentially doing is daring us to throw the first punch. It's part of a kind of a dangerous escalation in rhetoric that you're seeing from the left. They want uh, conservatives, they want the right to be violent, to be portrayed as violent, and it's a trap. And of course it's a trap we should all resist. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's a part of a, of a larger strategy to kind of goad and to bait Republicans into, into seeming like the party of violence when in fact it's the opposite, it's the reverse. Um, but that's what she's doing. And it's part of a larger strategy of the Democrats leading into the midterms. It's uh, they're using celebrities. They're using pundits on MSNBC. Um there was um you know a sequence on NBC recently where they used the word civil war, um saying we're already in a civil war. so you're gonna see you're gonna hear the word civil war a lot more um, in the months and weeks ahead as we as we as we head into November. But this Kathy Griffin tweet really does kind of draw the line and really pushes us into dangerous territory, I think. It's really dangerous. Um, you know, to to for us uh, to not heed what she's saying because, you know, it's it's a dare, it's a threat, and it's something we should resist at all
2: costs. Yeah, that's something I worry about too. I worry about some guy on our side having one too many beers and going nuts and doing the thing they're trying to poke us in the ribs and make us do. All right, it's not just Hollywood. Jason Aldean, in case people don't know, is big country music star. Uh, what's happening with him? Right, so Jason Aldean's wife, Brittany, is a really prominent social media
1: influencer. And she recently went on Instagram saying that she was glad that her parents didn't transition her when she was a tomboy, when she was young, uh, because she wouldn't be able to do all the girly things that she loves doing now, like putting on makeup, you know, dressing up, looking great, and she looks great. Um, and she should be proud of it. Um, but apparently this tweet was just too much for for, for the left to handle. And you know, um, there, there's been a cancellation effort, uh, just with Brittany Aldean, but you know, her husband, Jason, uh, his PR firm in, in Nashville dropped him. Um, they didn't say over this, this, this post from his wife, but it was clearly connected to it uh, because he has defended her in the past um, with things she said online. Um, you also had a, a fellow country music star, her name is Marin Morris. She's kind of like this woke um, country music star that the mainstream media just loves. Uh, you know, she's been profiled on the Daily Beast. She's really become the, the darling of the, of, of, of the left. And she went on social media and called Brittany Aldean um, Insurrection Barbie. So it's just really nasty, um, you know, a nasty cancellation effort uh, to cancel people who don't conform uh, to the transgender agenda. Um, and what she said wasn't controversial at all. She even went on Tucker Carlson saying that, you know, if you're an adult, and you feel like you wanna transition, that's your business. But for kids, it's just too young. Um, And apparently that is just too controversial, even for the country music world now, which is becoming increasingly woke, um, especially with people like Maren Morris, Taylor Swift, um, really, you know, going hardcore left.
2: When did that happen to country music? Now, I don't listen to modern country music because modern country music's garbage, but I did grow up listening to a lot of the older stuff, you know, the Garth Brooks days back then, Dwight Yoakam, all these guys. I would not have labeled any of them that way. Maybe Garth Brooks is now, she he's gone so Hollywood. But when did this happen in country music?
1: Yeah, it's happening because of the corporatization of the industry um, and the huge success that people like Taylor Swift have and the influence she has on record labels and PR firms and agencies, talent agencies. You know, if, if a talent agency is representing Taylor Swift and someone else who is conservative, you know, they're going to side with Taylor Swift all the time because she's much more famous and she's much more powerful. So the conservative voices feel pressured to either toe the party line or to remain silent. Um, Jason Aldean is an exception, and we should, you know, we should uh, applaud him for standing up for his wife um, for what she said, because what his wife said is not controversial at all, and it's her right to say so. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the corporatization of punching music, it's the Hollywoodization of punchy music as it becomes more mainstream. Um, As Hollywood co-opted and so I think
2: that's what you're seeing at play here Rob Snyder recently went on with Glenn Beck and he had this to say
1: one of the things as I travel around this country and try to perform and you know not indoctrinate people like some comedy shows (laughs) seem to be doing these days (laughs) not Saturday Night Live I (laughs) I mean I hate to crap on my old show I hate to crap on my old show but when I saw when Hillary Clinton lost, which is understandable that mm-hmm. she lose. <laughs> yes.
0: not exactly the most likable yeah. person in the room right
1: and then when Kate McKinnon went out there
0: on Saturday night live from the cold opening and you know, I like she
1: started dressed as Hillary Clinton and she starts playing hallelujah and I said I literally prayed said, please have a joke at the end don't do this please don't go down there and there was no joke at the end and I went it's over it's over this is not going to come back
2: can Hollywood come back?
1: You know, that's a really great question, Jesse. I think it would take either a cataclysmic event, um something that we haven't seen before like, you know, something way beyond me too or anything like that to change things, or you need a really fundamental change in leadership. And I say that because what you're seeing with a company like Warner Brothers Discovery, you're seeing huge changes in that corporation because of a change in leadership. You're seeing huge changes at CNN that we wouldn't have thought would happen in, in our lifetime. You're seeing the cancellation of woke movies like Batgirl. Um, and that's all because the people at the top change. So I think Hollywood can change. We should be optimistic as conservatives um, that the show business industry can evolve, can you know, get itself out of this woke you know, hole. And, um, but it takes a huge shift at the top. Because you have to remember, Hollywood is just a business. And like so many businesses, people are sheep. And they'll follow management if management is, you know, comes out hard enough. And that's what you're seeing in companies like Warner Brothers now. Um, so I think that's a great example of what could possibly happen um, in Hollywood if the right people take charge and make the right decisions and decide to appeal to all Americans rather than just a tiny sliver of American.
2: David, who is the leadership in Hollywood? A lot of people, myself included, don't understand the power structure. Is it the actors we see? Is it I'm assuming those are product? I know I've heard the names, but those are classified as production companies like Warner Brothers and what? Who who are these leaders?
1: Right. So it's, that's another great question. The leaders are I'll fall into two general categories. One are the studio executives. So you have people like David Boslov at Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, And then you have people who run the talent agencies. So there are people like, you know, the Kevin Hubeins of the world and the Ari Emanuel's of the world. Um, They're kind of more invisible, but they are probably even more powerful because they don't just control the talent, which is to say the celebrities, the stars, the A-list celebrities like the Tom Cruise's and, you know, the Nicole Kidman's, but they also control production because talent agencies have become so powerful in Hollywood Um, A lot of people don't know this. They become so powerful in Hollywood that they they don't just control the talent. They control the means of production, how money flows in Hollywood, how deals are made in Hollywood, who gets to work with whom, which studios get the best stars, which studios have access to the stars. They're really gatekeepers in many ways. They're the gatekeepers and probably the most powerful people in Hollywood. So these people kind of control... Um, the, the political tenor because a lot of them are political donors. A lot of them are, you know, huge Democratic donors. So if we see leadership at that level change, you're going to see major shifts in Hollywood. But making that change, that's the hard part, of course. Um, we're seeing that at Warner Brothers. Um, I would like to see that at other places, but, you know, these are powerful, powerful people who are entrenched um, and have massive political connections. So it's, it's a challenge, but not undoable as we're seeing with Warner Brothers.
2: David Ng. Da- David, thank you, my man. Thank you, Jesse. Bye. Right. Oh, we're we're not near done. We have so much. We're going to even do a little COVID flashback for you. Before we do that, woke up today, rolled over, checked my phone, just like you do when you woke when you wake up. Don't tell lies. Woke up, checked my phone to check the weather. This little uh, exclamation point, little red mark in there. What was it? Bad weather. Well, actually, specifically bad air, again, in Houston. It's something I wake up to all the time here. It's easy for me to talk myself into buying Eden Pure Thunderstorms. The air you breathe is kind of fairly important. I don't even have allergies anymore. And all that garbage that's in the air down here, Eden Pure Thunderstorm is constantly cleaning it out. So I, my sons, my wife, we don't breathe it in. I keep one where I sleep. I keep one where my sons sleep. We keep one in the general living area. I have three here in the studio. Highly recommend you go get a three pack. They have a deal for my viewers. EdenPureDeals.com gets you a three pack for under two hundred dollars. You ready to be done with allergies? EdenPureDeals.com code Jesse gets you two hundred dollars off. Go now. We'll be back.
1: You cannot say to kids, well, go to school, you might get sick and take it home because they're the biggest risk. The biggest risk to the spread of the
4: pandemic is opening up the schools.
2: School reopenings are a state decision,
4: period. Uh, That is the law and uh, that is uh, the the way we're going to proceed. Uh, It's not up to the president of the United States
1: but we should not rush to reopen schools. Do I think that indoor dining, Craig? Do I think that's that in-person schooling are likely going to we're going to have to reconsider those particular parts of society right now in the midst of an out of control pandemic? Yes, I do.
0: I mean, what's your message to educators? Is it time to get back in the classroom this fall no matter what?
4: Well, I think it depends on, uh, you know, we're following the science and what the CDC says. Reopening schools in the middle of a pandemic is not as easy as uh, some may think.
2: Joining me now, my friend Carol Markowitz of the New York Post. Carol, uh, Randy Weingarten, Corinne Diversity Hire, and several others now have come out recently and acted as if they're the ones who wanted to reopen schools. Obviously, that's a lie. We can yell and scream about that all we want. Is that such a lie that it won't be believed?
4: Well, it might be believed. Um, I do think that we should keep setting it straight. I know it gets tiring. I know it's exhausting to point out their hypocrisy and their lies. But I think in this specific case, it's extremely important because these are not just these are not just lies. These are a complete rewriting of the history. You know, that clip that you just played of the Bidens being interviewed and um, the first lady saying that, you know, they'll have to follow the science to see if schools will open. That's in 2021. That's not 2020. That's winter 2021 and they're talking about the 21-22 school year. So they weren't sure that schools would open last year, not two years ago, like most normal places opened. I I think it just needs to be repeated. These people were the villains of the school opening movement. Um, They absolutely stood in the way. They did a lot of harm and I, I don't think we can just gloss over it or forget it or stop talking about it.
2: How much harm did they do? How much harm did the teachers union do to kids in this country?
4: Well, quite a bit. Um, we have, you know, constant results coming out. These latest results are, are just, you know, are just the latest results. We've had many, many other examples of score decreases. Um, these math and reading scores among nine-year-olds are abysmal. They are worse among, obviously, uh, the poor kids in the country. And we knew this was going to happen. I think like, you know, you and I would be talking about this two years ago and saying this is obviously where it was heading because, When you take away school from kids who desperately need it, um, who might have already been behind before the pandemic, you're going to throw them off a cliff. And that's exactly what Randy Weingarten did to so many kids.
2: Carol, I'm worried about the poor kids. And this is what I mean by this. They were already, I mean, when you're poor, you already have disadvantages. There's no question about that. But all the rich kids, they got educated. They're reading in math stores. The right. scores didn't fall behind. They either had got private tutors, yanked them out, put them in private schools. They flat out moved to another state. The poor black kid in New York City, he doesn't have a daggone shot. And now we've given him even less of a chance than he had before COVID.
4: Yeah, no, you're you're right. You know, in my neighborhood of Brooklyn, in in Brooklyn Park Slope, um, the people were against opening schools because when you wanted to open schools, that meant you were racist and you wanted teachers to die. But they got their kids private pods, they got their kids tutors, they sent their kids to private school, they moved to like their beach house for the year and sent their kids to school there, and they did what they had to do. Um, and I think that it's was most disgusting to me to watch that. That's really what pushed us out of New York. Like, we, we couldn't unsee the horrible things that people were doing um, and saving their own kids while not speaking up, up at all for other children. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a long, steep recovery. And for a lot of kids, bluntly, it will ne- they'll never recover. They will never learn to read. They will never you know, succeed in life the way that they should have.
2: Randy Weingarten, head of the teachers' union. She appears to be all in on the social justice stuff. Here she is.
3: It's not been easy, not just the last two years, but the inequity, the the injustice, the lack of opportunities, the lack of a level plan. And teachers, you know, essentially are the first responders to all of this. Very few teachers thought that they were going into teaching to be social justice warriors. But then when they can't teach, I'm a social studies teacher, the diary of Anne Frank, you can't teach about Ruby Bridges. You can't answer questions of children. You can't, you have to be masked police. That has been what has helped, what has created some of the burnout.
1: And that's not virtually, that's not parents, that's politicians.
2: Carol, <laughs> That woman there has probably done more to aid my cause than I could ever hope to do in a lifetime. Yeah. Do you think there are any Democrats who realize the damage teachers unions did to their cause?
4: So I think that there are, and yet I don't think Republicans are taking advantage of that at all. I think if, if it were up to me, Republicans would run on Randy Weingarten runs the Democrats and how do you like this, American voters? Um, I I think that they completely don't call them out on it enough. Um, I agree with you. I think she is just number one enemy of education in this country. I think she she has done more for the school choice movement than anybody else. Thank you so much for your service, Randy Weingarten. Um, but I, I don't think that she's being called out enough. Again, the campaigns that Republicans are running going into this November, I, I don't understand why it's not more focused on what has been a winning message, which is that parents want their kids kids in normal schools, learning normal things. I mean, what she's talking about, Anne Frank, it's it's nonsense. Nonsense. There's not a single person who doesn't want their kid learning about Ruby Bridges. That is not what it's about. We all know that. And we don't need to defend ourselves against her ridiculous comments. It's more like she needs to be tied to Democrats. If you're voting for a Democrat, you're voting for this woman to rule them.
2: Medication something that's driven me nuts forever. I'm not not anti-medicine. I understand medicines have helped people live quality of life. I get that, and I understand even kids need them sometimes. But there's really not a question this society has turned into a pill mill, that that is the first thing people go to instead of the last thing people go to. When it comes to kids, they obviously, because of the COVID stuff, have higher levels of anxiety and depression now than ever before. We're this way beyond puberty blockers. We're just pilling this society up.
4: Right. So there was this New York Times article a few weeks ago um, where they finally discovered that, th- that this was a problem. Um, they had a teenager in the story who was taking, uh, I think, ten antidepressants per day, and it's like you don't need to know oh. anything else. Anything else about her? Ten is just seems like. A insane in number, um, and these are all prescribed off-label because teenagers are not um, supposed to be taking them in the first place, so it's just, we've gone off the cliff where I don't understand how anybody needs to be told that 10 antidepressants for a teens is maybe not a good idea, and it's scary to watch this be an acceptable thing, and you're right to tie it to the trans question because we've just become so open and so accepting of just medicine being given to children at these quantities and at this severity that I think it's all one thing
2: Carol Markowitz New York Post thank you Carol I appreciate you
4: thank you,
2: you know there are other solutions beyond medication right and again I'm, maybe you need medication I'm not, I'm not anti-medication have you worked out do you work out? I'm not one of these self-help gurus. I'm not some workout god myself. Do you work out? Do you get sunshine? You understand there are natural herbal supplements that can help a lot of things, right? Chalk, the hardcore anti communists at Chalk, they have natural herbal supplements. Not Pfizer, not Moderna, natural herbal supplements. Go get a male vitality stack, fellas. You down? Feeling depressed? It's okay. It happens. Go ahead and raise your testosterone levels 20% in 90 days and tell me how you feel. Ladies, having a rough go of it? Anxiety getting at you? Panic attacks? Try a female vitality stack. Try the lit powder. Go the natural route first. Medication, last resort. Natural, first resort. CHOQ.com promo code JESSE gets you 30% off the entire store, by the way. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. California and many other Western states are experiencing simply unprecedented temperatures. In fact, this heat wave is on track to be both the hottest and the longest on record for the state and many parts of the West for the month of September. Everyone has to do their part to help step up for just a few more days. Individuals, the state, industries, business all doing their part to help reduce strain on the grid. Please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. 78 degrees? That sounds miserable. My wife would be happy. Joining me now, my friend John Phillips of The Great John Phillips Show. John, you're going to have to clear this up for me because I don't understand. California has all these resources. I mean, multiple kinds. Gas, oil, all these resources that can produce power. In fact, they have more than enough energy to power the entire country. Honestly, the Western Hemisphere, if they wanted to. What's wrong with you guys? Why are you out of power? Yeah, this is a man-made problem. And if you're looking the man who created the problem, you
3: just saw him in the video that you played. He wants us to keep our homes at 78 degrees, yet he's dressed up like a Christmas caroler. I don't think his house is at 78 degrees. I know I wouldn't be wearing a jacket if my house was at 78 degrees. California is not only a state filled with resources, we're also a state that essentially creates technology. We're the home of Silicon Valley. And with all of the tech geniuses that we have in this state, all the people with all the degrees and all the brain cells and all of that, if you use the hair blow dryer and the toaster at the same time, your whole block is going dark. I had people call on the radio yesterday, the day before, power going out. They said, John, when do you think the power is going to come back? I said, my guess is when the earth spins around to the other
2: side of the sun. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like a situation where people are, I mean, I'm not trying to be over the top here. That sounds like people are going to die. I mean, you need energy to keep some people alive. It's not, not a small thing. There are older people, especially CPAP machines and others. This is gonna kill people.
3: Think about this for a second, and that is true. we see this happen in Europe in particular, because so many of those homes are so old that they don't have air conditioning. So whenever there's a heat wave, elderly people perish. But we also have fires going on at the same time. And a fire is not like a hurricane where you have a couple of days notice if you need to evacuate. If a fire hits your neighborhood and it's time for you to go, you don't have any time to spare. One of the things that they're telling us to do is not only not to wash our clothes or run the air conditioner uh, below 78, they're also telling us not to charge our electric cars. California is a place that has a lot of electric cars now think about this let's say your neighborhood is being evacuated because there's a fire that's threatening homes and your car has no juice in it because they told you not to charge it what's going to happen is you're going to burn alive that is the dangerous situation that they are putting millions of people in the state of california in because they just don't think these
2: things through Is it that they don't think things through, John? Because I have the, edge. well, this is the Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, here she is.
1: So California made national headlines by becoming the first state to say by 2035, we're not gonna have any gas powered vehicles that are new, that are being sold. You can still drive your old ones, but you can't sell new ones. you like this concept? Yeah, I do. I think uh, California really is leaning in, and of course the federal government has a goal of, the president has announced by 2030, that half of the vehicles in the U.S., the new ones sold, would be electric. Do you think what California is doing could or should be a national model? Could be.
2: John, you're not gonna convince me that human being doesn't understand the death and misery that comes with these policies expanding to a national level. You're never gonna convince me that. She knows.
3: Yeah, and uh, two people burned alive yesterday in Hemet, California, evacuating a fire because they couldn't get out fast enough. If suddenly you put everyone in the state of California in an electric car and you tell them not to charge it and more fires come, you're gonna see more people being burned alive Those people were burned so badly, they don't know who they are even today. It's a very serious situation. And it's an industry that they're essentially trying to create through regulation. And that's not the way that capitalism works. When Henry Ford came up with the Model T, it's not like these state legislatures started banning horses and buggies. People looked at the Model T and they go, oh, that's better than what I have and I don't have to feed it hay. And they just made the the switch on their own. That's how this works. But if you're trying to push it faster than the technology will allow people to gravitate to it naturally, then what you're gonna do is you're gonna have to heavily subsidize it, and you're gonna have to force people to use things that aren't as good as the cars and the items that they already have now. And you're gonna cost the cost to go through the roof. John, what's this due to
2: trucking? I mean, like you can drive a Tesla all day long. My buddy has a Tesla, very fun to drive. I'm not, not even dogging on electric vehicles, but uh, you can't haul thousands of pounds of necessary supplies up and down the highways with electric vehicles. That technology doesn't even exist yet to my knowledge. So what, what exactly is the plan to get goods to and fro?
3: Well, this is also why the rest of the country can't ignore California, because California impacts what happens in 49 other states and all the territories. Most of the goods that you get that come from overseas, China, Asia in particular, come through the Port of Los Angeles, the Port of Long Beach, the Port of Oakland. They're then put on trucks, put on trains, and shipped to the rest of the nation. If California passes laws maintaining that say trucks, have to be electric by 2035, that means all the trucks that will deliver all the items that you're buying from Amazon, that you're purchasing from China, are going to have to experience something that is just not doable. It's not workable. It is going to screw the entire rest of the country. And one out of 10 people in the United States lives in California. So the reason that they're doing this is not because they, they think that the, the emissions that come out of cars in California are gonna impact gl- the, the globe uh, in and of itself. What they wanna do is they wanna force the auto manufacturers to have to b- build all electric cars because California is such a big market that it'll dictate what is sold in Vermont. It'll dictate what is sold in North Dakota. It'll dictate what is sold everywhere else. They're, they're, they're playing a game that will impact the rest of the nation.
2: I didn't even think about that, having to ship all the stuff from California to the rest of the country. Oh, boy. All right. We're going to move on to uh, COVID really quickly because the White House's COVID guy, well, I mean, here it is. I really believe
1: this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot.
2: John, I realize most people have woken up to this insanity, but how many did we lose and we're just never getting them back again?
3: No, and they're never gonna let this end because when they have emergency powers, they don't have to go through the normal process to get anything done. Uh, If you notice their prescriptions for dealing with COVID, even at this point, is doubling and tripling down on their entire wish list that they had before COVID. Uh, I know in some school districts, for example, they want universal health care. they wanna defund the school police, they need a new contract, they need raises, they need better healthcare, they need better pensions okay, that's what you believed in in 2019 and 2020 before COVID was what it became. This is just the the never ending Christmas for them. They are never gonna let it go. They are never gonna say it's over. They're never gonna say, okay, it's time to go back to separation of powers and federalism and everything that's in the constitution. They are going to absolutely keep this going forever.
2: John Phillips, thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right. We got Light in the Mood next. Before we get to Light in the Mood, look, we talked in the open about all those gross corporations that are sponsoring the child drag event in Boise. And I realize it's very, very, very difficult to find companies now where you can where you can just purchase things and know you're not funding that filth. I, I told you yesterday, I have Tito's Vodka in my home as we speak. I didn't know they were people who funded garbage like that, but they are, I, I didn't know. Don't even look up your health insurance company. You pay them a premium all the time. Probably every month you pay a premium to your health insurance company. You don't want to look them up. You know, Blue Cross was on that sponsor list too. You could switch to one share health. I promise you this, You'll never see One Share Health on a list like that. Faith based insurance company. They have your values. Go to slash Kelly. Promo code Jesse Kelly. Get you 75 bucks off. We'll be back. Yes, I am aware of the news of the day Queen Elizabeth is dead at 96. Rest in peace to queen elizabeth and all her family and friends and things like that all right before we get to lighten the mood let's get to what are you going to pass on to your kids when you die i know it's kind of morbid right it's kind of dark i can get dark i think about that sometimes what am i going to pass them along i'm going to get some guns but what's going to last a long time that maybe they can pass down to their kids and they can pass down to their kids not much right You know, gold coins from Oxford Gold Group don't have an expiration date. They're not gonna get stale. It's real, tangible wealth that no matter what happens, if the apocalypse happens, your child will be able to take it one day and maybe eat on it. maybe you'll have to eat on it. But Oxford Gold Group will send you gold to your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get some gold coins, not just for your safety and security now. Your great-grandkids will be playing with the gold coins you buy. That's cool. 833-995-GOLD. All right. To lighten the mood tonight, we have the real president, Jill Biden, once again publicly scolding her husband.
4: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden. <laughs> Honestly, everybody stood but Joe!
2: (laughs) Happens all the time. What a lovely couple they are. All right. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
2: More details.